Welcome to the OKC First podcast. Together, we're learning to do three things. Friendship with God. Friendship with one another. And open friendship for the sake of the world. For more information about OKC First, please visit OKCFirst.com. Today's scripture comes from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 26 through 27. When the advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Just a couple more weeks in this sermon series, and I promise this is going to be more like a devotional than, than anything else today because we really have had a significant moment in worship today, and we still have some to come as it has to do with the, with the table and that moment of blessing and the prayers of commissioning and prayers that happen at those side healing altars. It is... The day of Pentecost, uh, and Shane, I'm kind of, I'm gonna kind of go off script a little bit. Um, it is the day of, of Pentecost, which we kind of are aware of this story in Acts chapter two, where there were these people gathered in a room, and these people uh, were praying and worshiping, and all of a sudden the spirit, the spirit manifests. Uh, Important for us to, to hear this. I don't think that they conjured the Spirit. I think their eyes were opened then to the Spirit. And the Spirit, as the Spirit manifested, uh, manifested as fire, tongues of fire, that came and rested on each of them. Each of them. That's an important concept there. I want you to hang on to that. But that wasn't the first day of Pentecost because the, the, the day of Pentecost there were a lot of people already in Jerusalem to celebrate what was by that time already a very ancient, ancient ritual, which has to do with the presence of God, the presence of God that is for us. And so way back in the Old Testament, and there's a lot to read about it somewhere in the book of Leviticus, which is always great reading, book of Leviticus is. And in chapter 22, you're going to read a lot about this festival, Shabbat, Shabbat which happens 50 days after Passover. So you have Passover, where God wrestles his competitor to the ground and offers his people, God then offers his people, liberation from captivity. And so he finally is able to get these people out from underneath Pharaoh's thumb, and then God actually brings them into the promised land. But before that, God was with them in the wilderness as they wandered around. So God not only offered them liberation from captivity, but then also God offered himself God offers God's self in sustaining, life-shaping sorts of ways. Sustaining, life-shaping sorts of ways. And so after 50 days, they would bring to God uh, a flower, a, an offering of grain, or an offering of animals, ways to say, God, you have been good to us. You have shaped us. You've been faithful to us. And so we are responding in gratitude, knowing that you continue to be good to us. You continue to sustain us. You are on our side. 
After a few years, we feel like that, that kind of morphed a little bit because then God gave them the law on Mount Sinai, the law, not just the Ten Commandments, but this whole way of seeing the world through God's eyes. And the people at the, the Old Testament people who were celebrating Pentecost, and even this is what we see there in, in the second chapter of Acts, they were in Jerusalem that day celebrating the gift, the gift of the law. It wasn't a straitjacket for them, it was a gift to help people to know how to go about being the people of God. The law gave people some idea of how to go about being the people of God. We said this last week, hear it again. God has always wanted to be embodied and God has always chosen God's people to embody God. God has always chosen God's people to embody God. And the law, including the Ten Commandments, the law was this gift given to the people of God that organized them in ways that was supposed to at least organize them in ways that they could then be the tangible expression of God in the world. So what happens in the second chapter of Acts is in keeping with what had happened throughout the biblical story. Fifty days after Passover redefined, 50 days after God did it again and wrestled the captors to the ground and offered up this freedom from captivity. This time it wasn't Pharaoh. This time it was sin and death. Those were the captors. And God in the cross and then in the resurrection wrestles those captors to the ground and offers people a new way to be alive. And then God, like God did through the wilderness, walks with God's people sustaining them, sustaining them, and then ultimately resourcing them with everything they would need, everything they would need to put skin and flesh on the reality of God, the presence of God in the world. That's what happens in the second chapter of Acts. Now, in what was just read, and this is where I'm actually going to close and we're going to move into a time of prayer. In what was just read, there was this word in the Greek, it is paraclete. It perhaps has been translated in your Bible as advocate, but I love what the word really means when you completely unfold it. And here's what it means. And if my Greek professors are here, and he is, <laughs> and they are, if I don't get this right, please don't tell me. <laughs> but when you completely unfold this word paraclete, here's what it means. The one who comes alongside. The one who comes alongside. Fair question to ask. What changed on the day of Pentecost? Because Jesus seems to say, if you keep reading in chapter 16, Jesus seems to say, there is this reality, the one that you have when I'm standing right here in front of you, but there is a better reality, believe it or not, Jesus is saying to them, when I leave, when I leave, and then send this paraclete, the one who comes alongside. This one who comes alongside for all of us for sure. But here's what Jesus was saying there, but also for each of us. You see, God has always been on the side of the people of God, right? God has always been on the side of the people of God. But watch this in Pentecost. The God who has always been on your side at Pentecost comes 
to your side and is at your side. This advocate taking up for you, taking up for you against a culture that perhaps is not wired like we are, perhaps, not wired like we are as people of God. The spirit, the coming alongside you part of God, each of us and all of us, the coming alongside you, God, comes to you, to your side, and goes with you of all places to work. Goes with you home, goes with you as you drive to the east and the west, and I don't know which is which. Paraclete, your advocate, comes to your side, comes to your defense, comes to guide and lead and help and heal, but not just all of us. This is really important, y'all, but to each of us. This is the oil that we use. When you come down to pray at one of these side padded altars, this is the little vial of oil, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's one of the bratchers, and sometimes it's the crows, and sometimes it's Ken Murray, sometimes it's Monty Neighbors, or Lee Copeland, or me. It could be any one of a number of people, and it doesn't really matter who it is. What matters is not even what's in the jar, what's in this little vial so much as what this little vial of stuff represents. It smells good, you guys. So when we anoint your head with oil for healing, whatever kind of wound you suffer, you can smell it, and you can feel it, and it is not easily rubbed off. This is, in some sense, a celebration of the truth of Pentecost. We do not, with this little vial of oil, conjure the spirit of God, the very presence of the resurrected Christ. We don't conjure it. We're just trying to open your eyes to it. Same with the blessing. And today, again, there will be people praying prayers of blessing. Jason Smith over here and Britt back there. One at each place today. But again, these moments of blessing are to open our eyes to the reality of the truth of Pentecost. That the God who has always been on your side, now at Pentecost, the way that we see it in the second chapter of Acts, the God who has always been on your side now comes to your side. And these moments of blessing that should end, if we're all doing it the way we talked about it, that should end with you having something tangible in your hands, even the tangibility of that which is placed in your hands is meant to be a marker, evidence that you haven't conjured anything, you've just been awakened to something. That the God who's always been on your side is now at your side. And so if you're coming to help us today to set this table and to prepare us for these moments, would you please come and help us? And Heavenly Father, now bless these elements and bless this moment. Bless this moment. And God, help us in this moment 
to recognize that we don't even here at the table conjure your presence as much as our eyes are opened to your presence. Help us to see how it is that you do accompany us being at our side as we enter into our Mondays and our Tuesdays. As we go across the street and as we go across the world. In a moment, uh, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and exit your pew to the left. And then I'm going to ask you to come forward with your hands cupped. Come forward to receive that which comes to you as a sheer gift of grace. And we do this because I just really want you to know and get your whole body involved in this truth that you don't come and take this. This is something that is given to you weekly, regular basis. This grace is given to you. You don't have to earn this. Wow. Somebody will place a piece of bread in your hands. Take that piece of bread. Don't eat it just yet. When they do press it into your hands, someone will say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Then take it, dip it into the cup. Someone standing right there will be holding a cup. When you do, that person holding the cup will say to you, and this is the blood of Christ shed for you. And then take and eat. Then take and eat. A tangible reminder of the saving, defending, advocating presence of God in your life. And then find a place to pray. If you come to one of these side padded altars, then somebody will come to you with a vial full of stuff that smells good. This oil that will be representative of the presence of God in your life, the Spirit's presence in your life. And someone will pray that prayer for healing there, and it might be a physical healing that you need, or mental, or emotional, or relational. Any kind of healing you need, we will pray for that healing there at those side padded altars. If you come to one of these mourner's benches, these kneeling benches here, we won't assume a thing, but we will at some point come and put our hands on you just so that you will know that you're not alone. If you'd like, we will pray with you. But you will know that you're not alone. You could make a special trip up here and just dip your fingers into this bowl full of water that right now is very still. But once you put your fingers in it, just your fingers, not up to your elbows, nothing like that, but just your fingers. It'll be enough to jar your consciousness and hopefully you'll remember the moment of your baptism when you were initiated into this people group, this kingdom, and this movement, this mission. And there will be somebody over there and Britt back here, Jason over there, to pray this prayer of blessing for you to again awaken you to the reality of the God who is not just on your side, but is also at your side. And some of you have Mondays facing you such that you need to know that God is at your side, not just on your side. It was on the night of his betrayal. Our Savior took bread, blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, this is my body broken for you, and every single time you do this, remember me. And later on, he took the cup, and he held it up before them, and he said, and this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant. And every single time, including today, that you drink of it, remember me who is welcome at this table, all of you 
all of you who understand your need for grace, no matter what your morning or what your week or what your life has been like, if you understand your need for grace, you are welcome at this table and there is something here for you. If you can't come to us, and Caleb and Aaron will come to you. And now all across the sanctuary, I want to invite you to stand to your feet. Exit your pews to the left. Come forward with your hands cup to receive these tangible reminders of the reality of the presence of the God who is at your side.